Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As was the case in almost all of the previous 49 episodes, I'm your host Shravan. We have our co-host Taran here with us. Hey everyone. So 50 episodes. Yeah. We never thought it'd be the episode we're doing. Uh, we thought we'd do something else but it's ended up being an episode about Charlie's Angels as well as a couple of other movies that I've seen, Doctor Sleep and Last Christmas. But you were super excited for Charlie's Angels, so I guess it's kind of fitting that <laughs> it is our 50th episode. Yeah, best movie of the year, so... Spoils for the review coming up. But as usual, I've got a Who Am I, which we'll do, and then we'll jump into our reviews for the episode. You're not going to have a guess before I start? No, no. <laughs> I, I always guess... I've never guessed before you start. I always, okay. yeah. I always listen to the clues and analyse the... Yeah. And then uh, always guess the then, same thing. No, guess based <laughs> off the clues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm a policeman for dreams. In that capacity, I apprehend any beings that are invaded into sleeping minds of humans. I was tricked by my longtime foe, known as Cobb Webb, into entering the mind of Rick Sheridan, a New York college student, and became trapped. After a few confrontations in Rick's dreams... He reacted by tearing off my Imaginator, a badge-like device worn by my client to teleport around our home plane. This resulted in an odd situation further tying us together. When Rick slept, I could materialize in re- reality or I could stay in Rick's mind and converse with him via his dreams. It was through a conversation that I had in his dreams that I was able to dispel Rick's initial fears that I am a malicious entity and work out agreeable terms to our co- uh, cohabitation. I am 2.13 meters tall and weigh 150 kilograms. Who am I? Is this a comic book character? Yes, it's a Marvel character. Okay. For those of you who might be joining us for the first time, so we usually do a Who Am I at the start of the episode and we give you the clues, give you some time to think about it, and then at the end of the episode we tell you who it is. So we'll get back to that at the end of the episode. But Charlie's Angels, we watched it first day pretty much. You were really excited for it? I was, I was, I was not really excited for it. <laughs> you were really hyped for it? Okay, um, yeah, I was. Yeah. So it was released on the 14th of November, 
It's directed by Elizabeth Banks. This is her third movie. So she did direct a segment in Movie 43, the 2013 movie Movie 43, which is widely... Widely accepted as one of the greatest movies of all time. Yes, yes, absolutely. And in 2015, she made Pitch Perfect 2. So she didn't direct one. Also widely accepted as one of the greatest (laughs) movies of all time. (laughs) And this is her third movie, so Charlie's Angels. She didn't direct three, actually. Uh... Pitch Perfect 3. She wasn't the director for that. This new version of Charlie's Angels stars Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Belinska. It also has Elizabeth Banks in it. It's got our favourite comic book character, comic book character actor, Jamon Honso. Is he our favourite? Who who else is better? A lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Arguably many, many people. Well, he's my favourite. Okay. So apparently his, his name is pronounced Jaimon. Jaimon. I think that's how Elizabeth Banks said it. But I think it's Jamon. Jamon Honsu. So it's got two It's got two actors that I've only seen in wheelchairs. So it's got Patrick Stewart, <laughs> or I'm used to seeing in wheelchairs. So it's got Patrick Stewart and Slam, uh, Sam Claffin. Sam Claffin's in um, Hunger Games as well, I think. Oh, okay. He's in Me Before You. Yeah, I haven't seen that. And it's got Noah Centineo? Yeah, the guy from um, that Netflix movie. Yeah. Is that all he's in? <laughs> That's all I've seen him in. So he's in, in, in it, two Netflix movies. So in an interview with Elizabeth Banks, she was saying, like, this has a star-studded cast. Yeah. She's like, it's got Kristen Stewart, it's got Patrick Stewart, and then it's got this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's an up-and-cover. He's getting there. <laughs> He's in actually. I've seen, I've seen him in three Netflix movies. He's in the, the to all the boys. Is he the same character in that one? What do you mean? Like the same character is in that other Netflix movie? No, nah, no, they're not connected. I thought they're doing a connected one now, like with both of them. He's in both movies. He's in both, but yeah. I don't think it's the same character. No, yeah, no, because they're doing a sequel to. to all, yeah, they're yeah. doing a sequel yeah. to to all the boys. Yeah, but yeah, he's in that one. He's in Sarah Burgess is a. Liar or something like that. I don't even know what that movie okay. is. Okay. Yeah, there's something called that. And then he's also in Perfect Date. That's the one I know him from, where he like goes on dates, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's part of it. Yeah, it's not. It's not the whole story. He's the main character in that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Budget-wise, what do you think this co- this movie cost? Twenty-five million. Forty-eight million. Well, okay. And how much do you think box office will be for the first for the opening weekend? Uh, 25. No, 10 million. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and that's the maximum estimate. So apparently it might do like, Guys, what are they doing? Might do like eight. So it's up against Ford versus Ferrari, and that's going to do about 30 million. Apparently that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know why we watched this instead maybe of that. We, maybe we should have watched that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so what's the story with no, no spoilers? No spoilers. So it's Charlie's Angels, and they're a group of lady spies that go around and do their lady spy thing. Pretty That's much. That's no spoilers. <laughs> That's as lo- no spoilers as it could get. So it's based off the 70s TV show, I think. Yeah. It's actually in the same universe as... The all of them. <laughs> I think so, yeah. It's all yeah, of them. It is. Yeah, the previous one with Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and... Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Who's a producer on this movie? Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think so, yeah. Have you seen the other two? Yeah, I have. They're not good. <laughs> They're directed by Mick G. Oh, okay. Both of them. I think they're both, uh, yeah. We'll go into our thoughts on it. So, positives. I think the cast was pretty good. Yeah. Um, It's pretty funny. 
in some parts. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not hilarious, but it's funny. Not all the jokes land, but I'd say enough do that it's it's good. There was one joke about Batman which was pretty good. I Obviously, it wasn't that good. <laughs> I can't remember that. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll explain in spoilers. But yeah, um, I thought the cast was good and it was funny in parts. Action was okay, I guess. Not really. It was all right. It was all right. Apart from that, there's not much. The story has some twists. Which are obvious and you see them coming. One of them, it went away that I didn't expect it to. But otherwise, yeah, you, you see where it's going. Do you have any other positives? Not really. Chris and Stewart's pretty funny. Yeah. She's probably the best part. Yeah, she was pretty funny. Yeah. And Naomi Scott was pretty funny too. Ella Belinsky was good as well. Yeah. She's not that funny, but she does, like, apparently she does all her action in this movie, so. She's probably got the most action out of the three. Look, it's okay. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> you seem to have changed your mind a bit since we left the theatre. Because you're like, yeah, that was really good. I think I I'll watch it again. I didn't say that. No, I said it was it was not as bad as I thought it would be. And that you would watch it again. I would watch it again. <laughs> I stand by that. And you said it's... I would definitely watch it again. Elizabeth Banks' best movie. It is, because the other two are shit. <laughs> yeah, you were yeah. much more positive, but you yeah. kind of... Yeah. No, I'm not going to say it's like the best movie ever, but it's good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you recommend it? Yeah, yeah. A cognitive recalibration. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably give it a cognitive recalibration as well. I thought it was all right. Probably don't need to watch it in the cinema, though. It's not that, no. not that good. And it shows because most people aren't watching it in the cinema. Yeah. We can do our Infinity Stone rating. So, does it have soul? Barely. Probably not. <laughs> it's fun, but, like, not really. Like, you don't really care that much about the characters. Another thing I want to say is the middle does get a bit boring in this movie. Yeah, it does. Because not much happens in the middle, but the start and the end are okay. Uh, so Solar doesn't have time. Probably not. Because of what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> Power doesn't really have that much. It has action, but they're not like, it's not great. It's all right, but yeah. it's not the best. So maybe half? Yeah. Mind? Yeah. No, not really. Nah, pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. Reality? Not really, again. Yeah, it's pretty fantastical at parts. It's not like... I feel like if it was more like Fast and Furious, it would have been better. It was kind of like Fast and Furious, but... But not enough. Yeah. Like, it wasn't as crazy. I feel like it needed to be a little bit crazier. Yeah. Then it would have been better. It was a little bit more realistic than it probably needed to be. Space? No. No. (laughs) It gets half. It's pretty harsh. It's pretty. It's not that bad though. It's yeah. pretty good. It's like it's definitely more than a five out of ten. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a good time. I, yeah. I still give it a cognitive recalibration. Yeah. Spoilers. Obviously, there's some twists. So Patrick Stewart ends up being the bad guy. So you saw that from the very beginning. I thought it was yeah, kind of dry that he was going to be bad. I don't know. I thought what's her name? Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Who's the director of the movie? Um, was bad. Like I thought, her character was going to be. It was bad. too obvious that she was going to be bad because they like foreshadow it beforehand. So once they show you that, it would just be too obvious if she was bad. So it had to be a twist. And did you think Sam Claffin was bad? Who's Sam Claffin? <laughs> he's the he's the um, CEO dude. Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. So the, the story is, Naomi Scott knows something about this power. 
What? She made it. She yeah. She designed this power saving device or like a new way of generating power, but it also has this side effect of being able to be used as a weapon, pretty much uh, being yes. weaponized. And uh, she knows about that, and she gets fired because they just want to put it into production. And then there's this other plot how someone is trying to steal it as well, and you don't know who it is, and there's a bit of mystery. Yes. But it's Patrick Stewart in the end. Basically. Yeah. Patrick Stewart has some good lines. Yeah, he's pretty funny in this. <laughs> it's like a a different kind of character for him. Everyone looks like they're having fun in the movie. They yeah. look like they had a good time having doing the shoot. And Jamon Honso. He's only in, in like... He's not in it for long. Two scenes? Yeah. But he shines in the two scenes that he's in. Is he in this more or is he in Shazam more? Probably Shazam. This he's not in Shazam for long. I can't remember. I haven't seen it in a while. I think he might have a little bit more screen time in that one. But yeah, he's not in either of them much, and he's definitely in this more than he is in Aquaman. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Because not many people even know he's in Aquaman. <laughs> oh, the Batman joke. You know the ba- the one how she's like something about Birdman, and then she's like, yeah, Michael Keaton. Chris was like, yeah, Michael Keaton. It's like, oh, no, yeah. Michael yeah. Keaton's Batman. Yeah. And then it's like, Ben Affleck is Batman. She's <laughs> like, yeah, but is he? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of other funny jokes, but yeah, overall, we only saw it like three days ago, but I can't really remember much I of it. I can't remember much of it. Art. <laughs> but look, I had a good time while I watched it, and I think I would recommend it. It's probably not made for us. It's Probably not. not yeah. yeah, it's it's not a movie that is targeted at us as an audience. I think teenage girls would love this. Well, and does have that song by Ariana Grande and yeah, and yeah. the other people, Miley yeah. Cyrus and the other chick, Lana Del Rey. Yeah, but yeah, t- teenage girls. <laughs> Don't would ask love us this. why we know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite song as well. <laughs> now we'll go to the writing of that song. <laughs> does this song play in the movie? It does. Yeah. At the end. Uh, at some point, I can't remember. When. Yeah. There are songs throughout the movie, actually. Any other spoilers? I think that's, that's all we had. It's a pretty cut and dry story. It's not really like yeah. anything spectacular. We were going to watch it at an advanced screening, but the advanced screening was like this. It was a chicks at the flicks. It was a girls' night out. Yeah, it was it? like a girls' night out thing. Yeah. And they were giving out gift bags, which probably had like makeup and I don't know what else. Like I think it was like makeup and stuff. So we we're like, no, we'll give that a miss. But we're going to go to the one for Little Women. Yes. <laughs> By we, you mean you <laughs> and not me because I'm not doing that. Not because I don't want the makeup and stuff, but because I don't want to watch Little Women. <laughs> I'll take the bag of goodies. But, I'm but not you've been watching-, watching Dickinson, right? Yeah. It's basically the same story. <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah, it's about this girl that wants to, I think, become a writer or something. Yeah, but Dickinson's like a comedy yeah, and Little Women's like a drama. I guess you might have Dickinson's moment. weird. Like it's a very weird show. Is it good? Uh, it's it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen much of it. Okay, it's kind of like it's set in the nineteen nineteen fifties or something, but they talk like they're in two thousand and nineteen. That's interesting. So this is a show on Apple TV Plus starring yeah. Haley Steinfeld. Next movie we're going to talk about. I haven't movie, seen either of these. Movies, two movies that you haven't seen. So we'll talk about Doctor Sleep, which I watched. I watched this before I watched Terminator Dark Fate, so a long time ago. 
feels like a long time ago, three weeks ago. It's directed by Mike Flanagan, who you might know from movies like Oculus, Hush, Before I Wake, Ouija, Origin of Evil, and Gerald's Game. And also he did um, the one in the house with the kids and they're young on, and then they're old. House on Haunted. Uh, Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Which we also reviewed last year. So you can check out our review of that. And we both really liked that show. Did you also know that he was uh, credited as the story writer for Dobara, See Your Evil, the Bollywood remake of Oculus? No, no, but I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I like to give like unknown facts like that out yeah. in our in our podcast. So this movie is starring Ewan McGregor, Rebecca Ferguson, and it's also got Cliff Curtis in it. I don't know who that is. I think he was in Walking Dead or something, but he was in The Meg. He was the New Zealand guy. Oh, okay, in the yeah. Meg. yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was in Hobbs and Shaw as Hobbs's older brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he kind of looks like Taika Waititi, like yes, a cheap yeah. man Taika Waititi. Yes, yeah. So he's in it. It's got this little girl, um, her name is Kylie Curran, um, who's one of the main characters in the movie, and she was really good. I'll get into the positives um, in a second. So the story is basically a continuation of The Shining, The Shining, which I haven't seen. I know, I should really watch it, but um, I just have never got around to it, and it's not on any streaming services. So I tried to watch it. Um, to see if it was on Netflix or if it was on Stan or any of our other streaming services. It's not on any of them. The only way you can watch it is through Google Play. And um, so I I didn't want to pay for it, so I never watched it. (laughs) But anyway, I watched this as a standalone movie pretty much, and I can say that I still enjoyed it, despite not having the background from The Shining. So it pretty much works well as a standalone. So our audio interface decided to stop working, just momentarily so i'll have to retract what i said i think we talked about for about we talked about shining for about five minutes and yes. then we realized it wasn't recording so um the shining so it works as a as a standalone movie um despite dr it being, sleep dr sleep yes, yes despite it obviously shining is a standalone Shadow, movie. yeah <laughs> it's been a standalone movie for many many years but this is a sequel to that but it still works as a standalone movie so budget was 24 million no it's uh 58 million not far. So 45 to 55 million. I was there. I was nearly there. Box office wise, it's actually... 25. I hear it's bombing. Yeah, it's really underperforming. So, so far it's done 42.6 million worldwide. So it hasn't even made back its budget yet. I don't know why, but... Um, it's a dead zone in the year. No one's watching anything. Maybe, yeah. Everyone's waiting for, I don't know, Star Frozen Wars. Two. <laughs> Frozen 2. I don't know if it's going to be that big, to be honest. Is it school holidays? Thanksgiving. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So people will. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Probably come out to watch it. Yeah. And then it lead on to Christmas. So I think it'll probably keep running for a while. But yeah, it, it's it's a bit of dead zone for a little bit. No one's really going out to watch that many movies. Yeah. But this is a good one. Ewan McGregor was really good. The little girl who has The Shining as well in the movie, uh, Kylie Curran, was also very, very good. Rebecca Ferguson plays like sort of the villains in the movie or like the head of the villains in the movie. She's also quite good. The tone of the movie is, is really good as well. So it's kind of similar to Mike Flanagan's previous works, so Haunting of Hill House. It feels similar to that in terms of its visual style. It's probably a little bit different to the other Stephen King movies that we've got so far this year, It Chapter 2 and Pet Cemetery, both of which I have seen and both which I thought weren't that good. Uh, you liked It Chapter 2, didn't you? Oh, I thought it was okay. I didn't like it that much. It was probably it was better than Pet Cemetery, but it still wasn't that good. This is definitely the best one of the year. The only negative is probably the length. It's quite long. So I heard The Shining is very long as well. And this is about two and a half hours long. That being said, like it moves, I never felt bored in the movie, even though it's long. It, they didn't really waste any screen time. Were you scared? No. So that's the other thing. It's not really a horror movie. Maybe people will get scared of it, but it's not a traditional horror movie. Like there's no jump scares or there's no scares as such. It's more of a thriller with a little bit of mystery behind it. And there is some callbacks to The Shining, especially towards the end of the movie, which you'll probably enjoy more if you actually watch The Shining. Is there blood in an elevator? Yes. There is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Spoilers. Is there two kids standing at the end of a corridor? Yes. Cool. I'm getting all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that lady in the bathtub as well. Yeah. yeah. Does it allude to the moon landing being a fake and that Stanley Kubrick directed it? No. Oh, it doesn't damn. have that. So close. It, it, does so have close. A, it does have a guy that looks quite a lot like Jack Nicholson of the 1970s. Oh, okay. As a bartender. But yeah, I really enjoyed this movie and I think more people should definitely watch it. If you're going to cinemas and you want to watch something in the next couple of weeks. Watch Ford versus Ferrari. Probably. I heard that's very good too. But <laughs> if you want something a little bit different, then watch Dr. Then Sweet. watch Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so my rating is cognitive recalibration for that one. The other movie that I watched was Last Christmas. So this movie came out. I really out- didn't want to watch this movie. 
the same and weekend. And I did it. <laughs> and you didn't, yeah, and I did. This movie came out the same weekend as Doctor Sleep and actually opened a little bit better than Doctor Sleep. So this one is directed by Paul Feig, stars everyone's favourite actress, Amelia Clark. Who's everyone when, when you allude to Amelia Clark being their favourite actress? Does anyone, like, not like her? I think there's a lot of people that think she's not that great at acting because she's only played one role, which people kind of like, and she everything Sarah else she's everything else she's done, <laughs> including that, has been shit. Um, and arguably, Game of Thrones was pretty shit as well. So, yeah. well, the last couple. So, anyway, I make a a massive generalization when I say that everyone's favorite actor actress uh, Amelia Clark. She's in it. Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians is in it. Michelle Yeoh from Crazy Rich Asians is also in it. Emma Thompson is in it, and she was also the writer for the movie. How much do you think a movie like this is budgeted to be? Ah, uh, fifteen million. Not too far off. Twenty-five to thirty million. Actually, you're halfway there, so quite far off. Uh, box- it's way too much for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> box office wise, it's done twenty-one million worldwide. So again, it's not like setting the world on fire or anything. It's doing okay, I guess. And meanwhile, Joker's hit one billion, so... Yes, yeah. So maybe everyone's just maybe watching Joker. Maybe everyone's just watching Joker. It's not that good, is it? Well, it's pretty good, but yeah. I'm surprised how many people are watching it, though. I thought it wasn't the kind of movie that would do a billion yeah. worldwide. I guess the word of mouth's worked quite well for it because people yeah. have recommended it. and I think so, yeah. yeah. We could actually be in our first year ever that the top 10 movies of the year all make over a billion. Okay, yeah. Star Wars will probably do it. Frozen probably. I think will. the top eight have already done a billion. So it's just two more. Two more spots. And so Star Wars and Frozen. The two spots are currently taken up by Hobbs and Shaw and a Chinese movie. I think Nisha. So, yeah, we could potentially get the top ten over a billion. I think Frozen and Star Wars will do more. Back to this movie, Positives. Again, the cast was good. So Miller Clark was pretty good, I thought. The character's a bit weird, but overall it was it was good and she kind of carries the movie. Henry Golding was good in the short screen time that he has. Emma Thompson was actually really funny. So they play this... She's Russian. uh, Yugoslavian. Close enough. (laughs) So it's about this Yugoslavian family that moves to London and it's basically about Amelia Clark, how she's got this illness and she's just had surgery for it and she's recovered and she's back in the world, but she's kind of all demotivated and she doesn't really care about anything anymore and it's about her story of how she comes back into society and becomes herself again so she's Sounds a, kind of depressing it is a bit so mm. she's a singer and prior to the surgery i think she was planning to audition for some musicals and stuff but after that she kind of loses all confidence and she's she's not really that interested anymore so it's about that so that's the main story so I'll talk about some of the problems about this movie. So it's got way too many subplots. So firstly, that's the main story. So that's fine. Then it's got this secondary story about Michelle Yeoh. So Michelle Yeoh is a, sh- a shopkeeper at this Christmas store. So this year-long Christmas store. And that's where Amelia Clark Year-long works. Christmas store. That's already a shit business. <laughs> so <laughs> that's problem also, number one. She's already got something wrong. Obviously, she's her business model isn't great. What does she sell? Mariah Carey albums? She just sells, like, Christmas stuff. Okay. Yeah, just, like, stuff you put on the Christmas tree, just random Christmas toys and stuff. So she's Santa. So she's, like, the Santa of the store. And then Mila Clark is, like, the elf. So they call each other Santa and elf. So anyway, it's got a secondary story about her and 
romantic subplot with this other guy, which is, I think it was there for comedy, but it wasn't really that funny. And then it's got Henry Golding's plot, which actually ties in with Amelia Clark's, which I guess makes sense. And then it's got her family's subplot, so her sister's gay, and then there's this subplot with her, how she like has to get acceptance from her family or something. And then there's this other subplot about Brexit, because it's set in 2017. It's about the Prime Minister trying to stop Brexit. It sounds like Love Actually. Is it like Love Actually? Have you seen Love Actually? I've seen parts of it. It's kind, it's probably not as good. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that movie's that great anyway. Yeah, it's not that great anyway. I was going to say, it's not It's not the best. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's kind of like that. There's a lot of subplots. And, that's and then they all converge. They all converge, but it's not like... It's not fulfilling. Yeah, so in most of these movies where there's subplots and they all converge, kind of, it's kind of like a feel-good thing at the end, but in this one it doesn't really feel that good. I watched this um, movie on Netflix where they tried to do the love actually thing with like eight subplots and then I was waiting for them to converge at the end and they didn't. <laughs> they, just, <laughs> they just ended each subplot separately. <laughs> it was like eight different short stories cut into one movie. So it sounds better than that. The other thing is the music. So obviously it's going to have that song. The Last Christmas. Yeah. So it has that song, but it has that song throughout the movie, like 15 different versions of it. And she also sings it at the end. In front of the whole cast as well. Like they have this, like we said, they have this thing how everyone comes together and they sing that song. I guess as a romantic comedy, it's kind of a little bit different. So if you look at it not as a Christmas movie, uh, but more as a romantic comedy, it does offer something different to most romantic comedies. But as a Christmas movie, it's not really that good. It's not really, I, I don't think it's even a Christmas movie. Apart from the fact that she works in a Christmas store and the movie ends at Christmas time, there's not much about it that's Christmassy. So overall, I'd probably give it... So if you're watching it as a romantic comedy, I'd probably give it a cognitive recalibration. But if you're watching it as a Christmas movie, I'd probably give it a cognitive regression. So I didn't enjoy it that much, but I guess it was all right. Spoilers. So you've read the spoilers for this movie. I did. Accidentally. Accidentally. How did you accidentally read it? Uh, okay, it wasn't really an accident. <laughs> there was a news article that said, uh, plot, tw- plot twist uh, for last Christmas revealed. And I'm like, oh, I'll read that. <laughs> so basically in this, so spoilers for last Christmas, if you have seen it or you don't care about spoilers, keep listening. But if you haven't seen it and you do care about spoilers, please go watch the movie and then come back to this point in the episode. So basically in this movie, Henry Golding's character kind of appears in and out kind of this mysterious element about him because he kind of just comes out when Amelia Clark really needs it. Uh, and you find out he's stalking her and then the twist is he murders her at the end. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Which site was I reading then? <laughs> uh, so That's what, not the twist, seriously. No. That's the one I read. <laughs> what sites are you been going to? <laughs> How to make a serial killer.com? <laughs> Uh, so how'd you know <laughs> be looking at my history <laughs> so what you find out is that last christmas incidentally the uh title of the movie henry golding actually died and that same christmas amelia clark actually gets so she had a heart problem and she gets a heart transplant and henry golding's character basically signed up to have his heart 
donated if he were to pass away. So she ends up getting Henry Golding's heart through a heart transplant. And then you find out that throughout this year, whenever she really needs it, Henry Golding sort of appears to her and he helps her out. So you find out that she's got his heart and that's why she can see him, but no one else can actually see him. At the end of the movie, she finds out and she's sad. While he she still sees his character, she starts doing this voluntary stuff for homeless people's home, like where they feed them and stuff. Homeless shelter. That's right. Homeless shelter. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know the word for that. <laughs> homeless shelter. So she starts helping out with that. And then she, at the end of the movie, she does like this concert for with the people in the homeless shelter. And that's when she sings Last Christmas. Sounds shit. I hate it. I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> I probably didn't sell it very well, but it isn't. You that. sold it terribly. This is, <laughs> but it it that being said, it isn't. It's that pretty good. bad. Yeah, it it isn't that good. It's not as good as Bridesmaids. I don't even like Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids definitely funnier than this. I thought this would be funnier. Um, Emma Thompson has some good jokes though, so there is a couple of good jokes from Emma Thompson, but. Apart from that, there's not much. And there's- she wrote it, so she gave herself all the good jokes, and she's like, fuck everyone else. <laughs> yeah. They can have all the boring shit. <laughs> yeah. And there's way too many subplots that are probably not required. So that's what weighs down the movie. But, yeah. We will probably have a Christmas episode closer to Christmas where we talk about a Christmas. This movie. Only this movie. Yeah, We're going to go in movie. depth. Yeah. We'll um, basically do an end-to-end commentary of this movie. Yeah. This movie and then Iron Man 3. I guess that is a Christmas movie, technically. But yeah, I was saying that we'd probably talk about a Christmas movie each. Like, we'll do this every year. We just talk about, doesn't have to be new, just anything that we have seen. I've already got one. Yeah, it's gonna be last Christmas. No, it's not this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about this movie again. Uh, it's on. It's going to be on Disney+, Plus, which we haven't got yet. Oh, uh, it's which, Mr. Boogity then. <laughs> is that a Christmas movie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you have to I watch it we'll to find, find out. out. Yeah. And then what's the other one, the sequel to it? Bride, Bride of Boogity. Bride of Boogity, yeah. yeah. We'll watch both of those. Yeah. So we're getting Disney Plus Bri- this week. Mr. Boogity is the Christmas movie, and then Bride of Boogity is the Halloween movie. Okay, yeah. I thought Bride of Boogity would be like the Thanksgiving movie or something. No, no. There's, there's no such thing as a Thanksgiving <laughs> movie. <laughs> they just eat turkey. <laughs> That's all they do. Yeah, I was going to say, Disney Plus comes out this week, so we can finally watch Mandalorian. And Mr. Boogity. And- do you know Mandalorian's only 20 minutes? Episodes? I thought it was an hour. Oh, really? Yeah, they're only 20-minute episodes. And there's already two episodes out. Yes. 20 minutes? That's I like that. So the whole series is only like an hour? No, it's eight episodes, isn't it? No, or 10. So like... uh, 200 minutes, so... 200 minutes. It's like three hours. Bit over three hours. So almost like a movie. Yeah. Okay, that's... that's Maybe these Disney Plus shows are all going to be 20-minute episodes. Nah, the Marvel ones are an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's six episodes in an hour for yeah. each episode. That's why they're budgeted at like... 800 million. Yes, per episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like 20 million an episode, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So it equals like a almost a movie when you add More it. than a movie, I think. Yeah, when you add it all up. Um, we'll go back to the whole my. Is it Mr. Boogity? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who it is? Uh, no. Okay, well, I'll give you the clues anyway. Yeah. I am a policeman for dreams. In that capacity, I apprehend any beings that invaded the sleeping minds of humans. I was tricked by my long-term foe, known as Cobb Webb, into entering the mind of Rick Sheridan, a New York college student, and became trapped. 
After a few confrontations in this person's dreams, he reacted by tearing off my Imaginator, a badge-like device worn by my kind used to teleport around our home plane. This resulted in an odd situation further tying us together. When Rick slept, I could materialize in reality or I could stay in Rick's mind and converse with him via his dreams. It was through a conversation in his dreams that I was able to to dispel Rick's initial fears that I am a malicious entity and work out agreeable terms to cohabitation. I am 2.13 meters tall and weigh 150 kilograms. Who am I? No idea. So it's this character called the Sleepwalker. He's a Marvel character. Never heard of him. He, I think he has close ties with the villain Nightmare, except this character is actually a good character. But uh, he's, I think he's from the same sort of realm as Nightmare. So he's like the policeman for when Nightmare's like a criminal, he's like a policeman sort of thing. No idea. <laughs> Never heard of him. Well, now you know about him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that brings us to the end. If people want to get in touch with us, how do they go about it? Uh, so we can contact us at um, Facebook, Instagram, Gmail. We're at Cognitive Recalibration, except on Twitter, we're at C Recalibration. And Gmail is just Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. At gmail.com. Yes. Yep. As usual, we're on all streaming services, so please give us a subscribe on your preferred platform. Do give us a like on our Facebook page because we post all our updates on there. The other thing is, if you know anyone that would be interested in this sort of content, please do let them know about the podcast. And if you do have time, give us a review on iTunes because that makes us more discoverable on search engines. Thanks for listening. 50 episodes we got here. Still a long way to go. We're only 99% there, so we've got one more episode. No, just just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Next one's the last one. (laughs) About Mr. Boogity. Mr. Boogity, yes. So, yeah, thanks for all your support over the last uh, 50 episodes and keep listening. Next episode, we're probably going to be doing... Um, Mr. Boogity? Maybe, because we actually don't have anything planned for next week and there's no releases here in Australia until Frozen 2 and Knives Out, which is in a couple of weeks. Mandalorian? Well, we'll probably do that after we watch all the episodes, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so we might do that at the end of the season. Or we'll just talk about the whole season at once in one episode. But yeah, we'll we'll do something. We're planning to do one on Batman animated series, but we haven't had a chance to do that yet. We'll do a Christmas episode. We'll do our year's best and worst. So we've got quite a few coming up before the end of the year. So so stay tuned for all of those. But till the next episode, thanks for listening and see you next time. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I was wondering if anyone cared if I said bye. I think they do. I okay, think I'll say bye then. Okay. Okay, see you later. See you next time. All right. See you guys. <laughs> bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.